Ask for what you want and be prepared to get it. The Great Maya Angelou Welcome back to another episode of the If I Could Podcast, a show that gives you an inside view at what steps a person took to start living their dream. I'm your host, Ahmad Amin. In today's episode, we will meet Joe Hain. Joe is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to mindfulness, manifestation, and meditation. You will hear how, through his own journey of self-discovery, Joe started to understand how to reprogram his mind, define his version of success, and help others along the way. You can find Joe on Instagram and YouTube at Joe Hain. He also has a website, www.joe-hain.com, and recently launched a masterclass on Udemy that you should definitely check out. So, how did Joe start his journey to mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation? Let's find out. Joe, welcome to the show. Really excited to have you on. Um, I think we're going to have an amazing conversation. Uh, the audience is going to love your story. Um, can't, can't wait to get started. So thanks again for taking your time and getting on the show. Of course. I'm my pleasure and I'm looking forward to it. We had a nice little chat prior and uh, I think we're going to be able to share a ton of stuff where everybody's going to be able to benefit. For sure. And to give the audience background into a little bit more about you, you're a mind, mindfulness and wellness teacher, writer, speaker. You can also have a, a massive following across different social media channels. Part of Part of what I'd like to do for each guest is obviously talk about where you're at in life right now. Um, but I think what's really important and what I find is the most uh, friction-oriented steps that a person takes in their journey is always the beginning. So if we could go back in time before your path to mindfulness, wellness beca- uh, be- began, before you wrote your books, before you started traveling the world and speaking, was this always the path for you? Did you know that one day this is going to happen or where were you at in life at that point in time? No, actually. So I, I was kind of pressured into this situation in, 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 in a way to survive. So I became this mindfulness manifestation meditation kind of expert teacher, but I had no intention on pursuing this path at all whatsoever. I always liked teaching, but you know, that you basically, everybody's a teacher. Like they say, everybody's a salesperson. Everyone's a teacher. Everyone's trying to teach other people something. So I never had any intention of this, but back in 2000, like 10, 2011, 2012, I was married and my wife suffered uh, a disease. She, she was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Mm. So at that point, everything changed for us. And we had a, we actually had a health and wellness business for like eating healthy and having, maintaining a healthy lifestyle in Chicago, which is like, you know, having a a hockey team in in the desert. So it was very challenging uphill battle, but learned a lot about like ultimate well-being. but it was kind of her passion, uh, the company. And uh, so we were pursuing that, but then we had to kind of pivot because we had to kind of take on her, her cancer head on. And so that was a tremendous battle. I started doing meditation and some mindfulness stuff prior to all that, before we even got married. Uh, The book, The Power of Now, Mm. was kind of a very big influence for me. But then I had to kind of step away from all that stuff because our our chapter was very, very thick with the struggle. And everything was kind of okay at first, but then things got dramatically worse. We suffered a couple losses and and then she, it, it got progressively bad where all these tumors kind of spread to her brain. So then it was, it it was just game on and it was very, very challenging. And I suffered from a tremendous amount of anxiety and stress, but in front of her, I was the champion because I didn't want her to have to manage my own emotions and stuff. So I started kind of understanding how my mind was working, but again, we were facing mortality and all these things were happening and all this tremendous like growth and this, this, blossoming of our own love, but the cancer was just, we were at a very, very big disadvantage and we ended up losing her in July of 2014. I'm sorry. So thank you. So, um, but it's crazy. So, 
that happened. And I decided to get rid of the company, yeah. quit my job and start traveling the world and volunteering, but trying to like soul search, trying to like heal because I had so much investment in building this perfect life. And she was my 50%. She was my other half. So everything that I built, everything that I saw in the future, Jessica was always there by my side. Yeah. And so I learned a very valuable lesson. I, you know, I, I had to look back at it in hindsight a few years afterwards, but she was my best friend, my, my lover, my wife, my business partner, all these things, even like a future mother to my child. Yeah. And so, so I had all this investment in her, but then I was all these things too. And this is a really, really powerful point for anybody listening about identity. So I was a husband. I was a best friend. I was a business owner. I was a director of a corporation. Yeah. And then I was also like this potential future father and, and, and husband and everything. And then when she took her last breath, all of that went away. Went away. Yeah. But here I was living and breathing. My blood is still pumping through my veins and everything. So it took a second, but I had to mourn the loss of Jessica and all that she was to me and all that she could be to me in the future, as well as mourn all these identities I had invested so, so much of myself into. But they're all a fallacy. A lot of people work very hard to impress others, to, to kind of smother their own insecurities, and we invest in these identities. And so it's really kind of fruitless. You just invest in your own heart and your own being. Try to pursue, try to be who you ultimately want to be and disregard social parameters and norms. It's challenging. I'm not saying it's not. There's a lot yeah. of cultural stuff. There's a lot of social stuff. There's yeah. monetary considerations. But ultimately, we're trying to maintain some fallacy, some facade of who we think others will see as successful. Yeah. And it's really a huge burden upon us because there are universal powers and, and our own higher self and other intuitions that are kind of have this gravity that are trying to pull us towards this place of where we can ultimately shine, but we may be succumbing to those social cultural kind of pressures and stuff. So it was a very big lesson, but that was kind of the bridge for me to start looking and really residing with my thoughts and my own mind and my own perception of my reality and myself. So I yeah. started traveling the world, volunteering in, in a bunch of different capacities, going to dozens of different countries. But I started really realizing how my mind was perceiving the world in such toxicity and such negativity and kind of cloaked in this, this depression yeah. and anxiety and stress because I was seeing a life without her. So I was only looking at life for what it was lacking. But then I realized like I had been doing that all my life. Sure. Just not to this capacity, not to this like cra crazy amount here because I, you know, wasn't grieving the loss of my wife back then, but everybody does that. So I started seeing like, well, what if I change my perspective to looking at life just for what it is, not what it isn't? Mm. And then I started training my mind and understanding and doing a lot of research, doing a lot of reading and meditation and just devouring spiritual books and self-help books and everything as I'm traveling around the world and I'm having this opportunity to really come to this place of self-realization, like understanding how my mind functions. And then I was seeing it done with everybody I know everyone suffering in some capacity. Mm. Everybody was grieving the loss of something, mm. but sometimes it wasn't, you know, the passing of their wife or, or, or child or a business or something so significant. They're just suffering, not having purpose in life. Yeah. They're just suffering, not finding that, that true calling. They're suffering in some capacity because they're looking at life the wrong way through mm. the long lens. Yeah. And what I found is that I can teach them how to change your perspective ultimately so that you can see the abundance that surrounds you in your life and then also find your way. Because you may be very successful in what is quote unquote like traditional social or cultural <laughs> you know, parameters, sure. but if you're not fulfilled, if you're not happy, 
it, it's actually a, even more challenging. So I started teaching um, an acquaintance and then another friend and then a family yeah. member. And, and then it just kind of came around and I'm, I'm continuing to learn, still traveling, doing all these really crazy, wonderful adventures and, and learning a lot about myself yeah. and discovering that my ultimate purpose is to teach others to try to end their suffering, all yeah. elevate their perspective to find true fulfillment, peace, and abundance in their life. And I give applicable steps through three things, mindfulness, mm-hmm. manifestation, and meditation, which are pretty much all one in the same. It's understanding your own mind and making it work for you as opposed to against you. Sure. So, so much, so much that you shared, and I think a lot of us can resonate with it. I'll, I'll just share a couple of, couple of stories that since launching this podcast, you know, people, people have reached out to me and some, uh, on the surface, it just looks like their, their life is set. They've got very established careers, yeah, of course. you know, highly educated, uh, money's not, money's not an issue. Beautiful. They have family. all the diplomas, all the certifications on the wall, the smiles and the Instagram right. pictures. Yeah. 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 And so, and then, you know, they, they, despite all that, they don't feel fulfilled because there's no personal outlet. I feel like there's no personal outlet for them. I even have a friend who's a partner at a law firm and you would think once you get to a partner, you're, you're set, but he absolutely hates going to work because he gets no enjoyment out of this. Yeah. So, as you were on your journey, <clears throat> you're traveling, you're reading everything on meditation and mindfulness. How did you, obviously you're coming to a realization that, hey, you know, maybe who I am right now is not who I was meant to be. And I think we've all kind of had that point in time, but how did you start to unlearn what society has taught us and start to figure out who Joe Hain is? So I could share about that, but it's my, my circumstance is very extraordinary because suffering the loss of your wife or, or spouse, not everybody out there is going to be experiencing that. But through my, my journey, I've discovered a fast track to, for a question that I ask people Mm. that helps me, helps them understand what their true calling is right here and now in this season of their life. Mm. In this current chapter, our life is composed of many chapters and seasons, but I'm trying to focus on this one, six months, nine months, 12 months. Sure. And the question is, is if you found out from a mm. doctor mm. that you were going to die in three days, mm. pass away, death, what would you regret not pursuing in your future? Not what would you regret not doing in your past or what would you regret doing differently in your past, forget about that. Hmm. What would you regret not pursuing with the time you still have here and now? Yeah. And a lot of people could answer that pretty immediately. And that is your compass of what you're supposed to pursue. Yeah. And it's just a direction. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like there's the coordinates of where you're supposed to be. It's you're going north, south, east, or west. Yeah. And from there we have direction we know where to take that first step towards and that is the very first thing we need to do what are some of the common answers people normally give when you ask them that it's everything because it's like like your your friend who's the partner at the law firm he could want to be a juggler in a circus he could always be like yo i'm just talented with that and i always wanted to be a street performer sure uh it's so it's basically anything but usually what it tends to be is something creative because in our own hearts and beings, a lot of times the, the people who even like accountants or, or engineers and stuff like that, where their minds are very math oriented, sometimes they want to do something on the other end of that scale mm. and be a creative. So a lot of people want to maybe help people, want to volunteer, but usually they want to do something where they are creating yeah. some kind of energy out there, like performing or singing or artistic creation or painting, mm-hmm. but also like, you know, woodworking something to like make other people's lives more enjoyable yeah. where you're seeing that immediate kind of reaction. Yeah. So that's what I'm finding. It's like kind of almost like we're going back to being children again. Sure. And that's pretty, pretty beautiful. So I like where you're headed with this and a few uh, shows before this one, I was, mm-hmm. uh, 
interviewing a buddy of mine who's a who's a who's a lifestyle coach, and he and I were talking about what what kind of issues people come come to him about. And I think I have this theory, and I and I'm the more people I talk to, I, I feel like it, it's kind of true. Um, back in school, there was the academic portion, right? So you're seven thirty to three thirty. You got to learn, do whatever. But then after school, there were all these activities for everybody, um, right? Across a wide range of categories, sports, uh, arts, crafts, et cetera. So you got that outlet where you got to go and practice your brain muscle. And then you got to go and actually do something that was not as uh, mundane and cumbersome. And then you graduate, you go on to the real world. And really your job is like going studying 7.30 to 3.30, right? You're just focused the entire time. And afterwards, you go home. You got you got duties as your as a husband, as as a father, etc. So you never get that creative outlet, and it's just harder to find. And there is no defined path for people to still have that uh, that kid inside them be uh, continue to be continue to be served as an adult. And I think you're touching on the same thing here. We never get that outlet. We're just kind of doing the rigmarole of daily life as an adult. Um, but it's, we don't have, we don't have ways to figure out all that extra stuff we did as kids that made us happy. Yes. And it's, it's definitely true for a lot of people out there, but there's, there's ways to do that. And it's all about one is coming down where it's not like, how do I get in touch with my inner child? I like asking the question, having people ask the question, what does it mean to be successful? Because everybody knows what happy is supposed to mean, right? Oh, I'm just happy. But if you break that down too, it's it's pretty general. But I want to know what it means to be successful. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm a partner at the law firm. I got a, you know, got a big savings in my checking account, have a nice car and house, blah, blah, blah. But do you feel successful? Mm. Do you feel successful? What does that mean for people? Like, let's expand on that. What does successful mean for people? Exactly. Ask yourself. Yeah. So that we, we see that's the thing is that we're trying to break down the social kind of pressures of what success is. Cause it's not that, because if it was, then you would feel fulfilled once you hit that, that point of quote unquote success. Hmm. So what is success? It's yeah. not what other people's you know, determination and, and uh, equation of, of what success is. It's yeah. what you think it is. And it may just be making $45,000 a year and having a nice house and kids, but you get to paint and do woodworking on the weekends. And you get to spend your, your evenings, you know, doing cool stuff with your kids and, and playing with forts and watching movies and this, that, and the other, but you like going to work. You're happy. You're fulfilled. It's not yeah. just the monetary thing, but it's basically having that fulfillment. Like for me, what I think success is, is being fulfilled in my personal, professional relationships and my spiritual life is feeling fulfilled in all of that. Mm. But it all comes down to one thing, how our mind perceives our reality. All this other stuff will benefit. So if you basically start building and sustaining this platform of abundance, of success, of gratitude, of joy and presence in your mind, your job will flourish, your relationships will flourish, your your, your professional life will flourish. And it won't be so much about, I don't like going into the law firm. You're going to find reasons you do like going into the law firm. Mm. You're going to find reasons to be grateful and happy because you're not looking outside for some kind of magic that's going to fulfill you. Yeah. And you, you're finding this balance. So it's not about people going, yeah, I finally made partner. I know we're <laughs> using your buddy here, but it seems like a good, a good analogy here. I finally made partner at the law firm, but I don't, I hate going to work. Yeah. It's like, well, why can't it be you love going to work and your partner, but you found that balance, that meaning to life. And it's not some superhero story. It just you're just a, a person who's doing their best to find that fulfillment, to sustain it, and to experience joy and pleasure and delight and make the world a better place. Yeah. When you in in all the people you've coached, when they get to this point um, where they either are interacting with you or attending a, 
uh, an event where you're speaking, what are the common patterns that you see in, in I guess, their dissatisfaction with, with where they are? Are there any common patterns? Yeah, it's suffering. So we're it's all suffering. It's basically people will suffer for any reason that's out there. So when I talk to people, they'll, they'll be like, okay, so here's what happened at work. So, uh, you know, Tim over, Tim over at, uh, accounting was such a jerk and blah, blah. And then this <laughs> happened and I'll be like that. None of this stuff matters. Right. We're not talking about this. This is surface level stuff. It comes down to a few things. How are you perceiving your reality, past, present, and future? This is what it comes down to. So it doesn't matter about Tim. It doesn't matter if you're a firefighter and, and you know, your the clothing is uncomfortable and, and the work situation sucks. Or if you're a Marine somewhere, you're always going to find discontent with everything if your perception is focused on what life is missing instead of what life has. Mm. So we have to retrain our mind to perceive the abundance and blessings in our life, as I said. So it's all about people's perspective being locked on to the wrong stuff. I always make the analogy. It's like before I was seeing in black and white and now I'm seeing in color. Life is way more vibrant. So before, yeah, it was boring and, and lackluster and I felt unfulfilled because I was seeing in black and white. Once I trained my mind to see in color, everything got so much more beautiful that just living and breathing in that one mere moment was gorgeous yeah. because you're just surrounded by this beautiful color, this abundance. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to be some superstar, some famous athlete or, or crazy uh, successful entrepreneur. You can just be Joe Schmo from down the street who likes mm -hmm. gardening on the weekends and works at the library. It doesn't matter, but it's your perspective being one of appreciation and abundance and gratitude. And that's what I retrain people to get to that place. And a lot of times what they'll end up doing then is saying, you know what? I don't want to work at the law firm because mm. I don't care anymore. I can find reason to be fulfilled there, but I'm going to find a lot more reason to be fulfilled doing something else. Mm. So, and so that's their own decision. How That's their own journey. What, um, so this is great. Uh, and, and I, and I think people get to this point, but then they kind of keep doing the same thing over and over right? Like they're not happy with their job, but they keep working or um, they think more money is going to make them happy or <clears throat> it takes a lot of momentum to break out of the shell. So what do you think the roadblocks are that people encounter? And then how do you eventually break out of it? So for a normal person, you have to, it's, it's basically, you have to listen to what's called resistance. What you're resisting in your life is what you should pursue. Just like that regret question I asked, you know, what would you regret not doing? It's, it's, I have to go there and don't make it like I need to be successful. It's what is the first step look like to pursue something else? What does the first step look, look like to change my course a little bit, but people overwhelm themselves because we're scared. It's, it's thoughts of fear of what is going to happen if I pursue this route. Because I have a good thing going, but I'm not happy. Mm. So is it really a good thing? No, but it's stable and you feel in control. Right. And that's all a fallacy. It's all a facade. You're not. Because you could get fired. Your wife could die. Your husband could die. Your child yeah. could become sick. You could have a fire at your house. And then everything is gone. And you don't have that control anymore. Mm. And you could also, I call this the Cinderella effect. It's basically you could die tonight. Mm. And then tomorrow is not even a consideration. Right. You're not having that control. <laughs> right. Today, what you're living right now, ask yourself, do you want this to be the last day on earth? No. Well, say if you had to live it out, say if it was like Groundhog Day where you had to do what you normally have to do, you have to go to work. You can't just kind of like take a jet to Cancun and, 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 and splurge on champagne and cigars. Like you have to go about your day how would that look for you? Would you be happy with that being your last day? If not, then we need to start changing it. Right. You're only given but, time, not promised tomorrow, right? Exactly. But people say that in a quote, it's like, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, and it grounds you for like six <laughs> seconds. And then you go, okay, yeah, now back to everything else. Right. 
Right. So here, what I do is I give applicable steps. This is actual stuff that you should start doing. If you are not feeling fulfilled, I want, I'll give you guys the breakdown of exactly what you can do as you're going to write down what success means to you personally with your profession. I call passions and pursuits because I don't like saying work because it's work has that negative connotation, passions and pursuits that give you fulfillment and income with your relationships, those three things right there. And in, in a year, write down where you would like to see yourself. Perfect life. We got the lotto ticket. Money's not a concern. What does success look like? And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I, I have a house in Hawaii and I, I'm retired. No, you're not because you're not going to feel fulfilled. You're going to be bored and you're going to be lonely. <laughs> so what does it look like to like manage a, a regular life with your passions and pursuits that you have to do something to get income? And you write that down. You write down what exactly success looks like to you, okay? And you go off those three tiers. Because one, people just don't have any idea of what success means to them mm. or happiness. So we have to figure it out. And I'm not going to tell you. You're not going to tell them. They already know it. But they have to become acquainted with that truth, their own truth. And then there's steps that you can take to pursue that stuff. And it's basically like when you studied and when everybody went to school and when everybody's learning stuff, do you, does, do you just download it like the matrix where you're like, oh, cool, now I know biology. That was easy. Right. No, you have to study and work at it. It's called little progression. And little by little by little, you can completely change your life or you could just add some stuff that really brings a tremendous amount of fulfillment. It may be different for everybody. But mm. first step is writing down what it looks like to be ultimately successful, not for your parents, not for your coworkers, right. not for your friends, right. to you. you. It's intimate only right. for you. What does that look like? So that's what I said, suggest. So people could spend 10 minutes jotting that down. Yeah. What you're going to do with that then is that's your map. That's your map. They're in that, in that bulk of words and meaning and, and, and desires is coordinates. That's where you're going. That's not like one day, like a fantasy. Oh yeah, if only, if only this would happen. You're looking at impossibility. It's fear-based. So we're going to retrain our minds to look at, this is my destiny. This is where I'm going. This mm -hmm. is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm doing with my life. And so then you take that paper. I like kind of writing it out because it feels like you're kind of, you know, pounding your flag right into the earth and declaring this kind of right. And you're going to read that over. What you're doing is two things every morning. You're doing mindfulness mm -hmm. because it's a practice in mindfulness and manifestation. And there's a lot of different tips and tricks that I can teach people. I actually have a program I'm launching soon about success where I break down in like 40 videos, everything to do to really find that fulfillment and abundance and create that successful life. But Cliff Notes here now, you're going to read that over every single morning. And while you're reading that over, you're going to visualize yourself living that life. It takes five to 10 minutes. You're going to read it in your mind, those sentences that you wrote down. And then while you're visualizing yourself doing what it means to be successful to you, living that life. So say for myself, if I wanted to well, I, I want to be married with kids. I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm recently engaged. So oh, congrats. Uh, you thank go. you. Thank you. So um, I picture this life with her and, and getting pregnant and we're, we're moving. We just bought property in Idaho. We're going to build a house there. So I will visualize myself standing on the back porch of this new house, looking out over the landscape, taking in the views, knowing that what I'm doing with my work that I have a tremendous following. I'm making a very big impact in people's lives. I have a, a, a multiple book deal. I have public speaking events all scheduled throughout the year. I'm traveling, making this tremendous impact, feeling that fulfillment, having really profound, amazing relationships, strengthening the ones I have, creating new ones. I will see myself living that life. I will feel the emotions of living that life. 
smiling, laughing, being emotional. Like, I can't believe this is my life. Ultimately, coming to one emotion, which is insanely profound, gratitude. Having gratitude for the things we desire as if we've already been granted them. So while I'm reading over my affirmations of what success is that I wrote out, I will visualize myself already living that life every morning. And then while I'm doing that, I'll read those out loud. And what you're doing is you're actually retraining your mind to perceive your life in one, what you already have, because you're already grateful for a lot of stuff, but also you're perceiving possibility, abundance. You're not allowing yourself to perceive fear-based possibilities or futures. Because everybody always thinks, I really want to do this. And what do they say immediately after that? But. Yeah. And what follows but? Some negative possibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this thing could happen. And it's always a negative possibility. And that's where I call the mind's bluff. Because the mind is always pointing out possible potential failure. But why does the mind never really call out possible potential success success on a regular basis? If we had to equate that with percentages, you're going to see that the untrained mind is the one that is literally looking and focusing in on failure on a constant basis. So according to some universal laws, you're manifesting failure into your life. Because you're not seeing life for potential and possibility. You're seeing it for failure and fear. So through this practice, you're actually retraining your mind to perceive abundance and success. Therefore, manifesting abundance and success into your life. It's written in the Bhagavad Gita. It's written in the Bible. It's written in the Quran. It's written in all of these great epic spiritual books. It's the law of attraction. But we can come to a place using mindfulness techniques and practices, manifestation techniques and practices, and meditation to retrain our mind to find that abundance in every day and then also create more of it to expand our being, to experience more success. And so it starts there with that practice, writing down what success means to you. Then every morning, looking that over, I guarantee the people listening, if they did that for six months and journal journal for six months and you tell me how you feel six months later, you'll be like, yeah, we're definitely on to something pretty freaking major. And you may be living the same apartment. You may have experienced more financial success, but you're sensing a shift in your ultimate being because you're seeing that life is getting more colorful. You're going from black and white to color and you're realizing, wow, there's a lot to be grateful for. And then more success, more abundance starts kind of pouring into your life because you've gained this momentum Sure, and you are manifesting success. That's, that's amazing, man. I really like the way you broke it down and especially like retraining your retraining, rewiring your brain to think about the possibilities instead of focusing on what could go wrong. And I think a lot of us do this throughout life, right? Uh, you're Absolutely. always worried about failure instead of, anxieties and stresses and yeah and everyone that's successful in life has failed plenty of times but they at least tried and they kept going because they learned from those failures and And there's there's no such thing as failure yeah so here's the thing i just have to jump in here because there's so much to cover yeah so life what everybody sees life as is that it's triumphs and failures yeah it's it's not it's an obstacle course. Like you ever saw, have you ever seen, um, what's it called? American Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Okay. So imagine you are a contestant. You go up to the, the starting line. They're like, all right, Amadi, ready? Three, two, one, go. And you're about to have to jump from one boulder to the next. There's a little, you know, swamp of water in between. It's slippery. You're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Time out, everybody. Why don't we just put a bridge across here and yeah. I'll just walk across? Yeah. That would be way easier. Yeah. The producers would be like, dude, do you know why you're here? Do you know why everybody's watching this? It's because it's supposed to be challenging. You're supposed to be challenged here, and we're going to ultimately see your progression and your growth. And the different, there's different kinds of challenges. 
There's swimming ones, there's climbing ones, there's running ones, there's all different ones, and they get progressively more difficult the further you advance. You don't fail, you just try again. Because some obstacles in life are bigger than others. When you stop looking at stuff as as like this border, this wall, this huge stop, do not pass and say, no, this is just an obstacle. I just have to work at this until I get over and beyond it. But while I'm doing that, I'm learning from it. It's a lesson. And I'm going to take this lesson and I'm going to have it with me forever. And I'm going to apply it to future obstacles. And I'm going to get stronger and quicker and smarter and faster and more patient and more mindful and more grateful every obstacle that I overcome. And that's a different way to look at stuff is with that mindfulness mentality. There is no failure. You're just basically learning something. When you would take a math test and you wouldn't get it right, the one of the questions right out of the gates, did you fail? No, I got to keep working at this until I learn it. Right. But we don't give us ourselves that grace in life. I'm a failure because I didn't figure out how to succeed in this job, how to manage and balance all this stuff. I'm a failure. No, yeah. you're not. You're just learning. Right. You're just learning. Give yourself some grace to learn. Yeah. When any of the f- parents out there see their children taking first steps and they fall, what a failure. This kid can't even walk. Right. <laughs> He's right. like, dude, give him some time. He's just yeah. learning. He's going to stumble and fall. Right. That's part of how that works. That's right. called growth. Yeah. But we don't give ourselves that grace once we become, quote unquote, adults. Adults, right. Because we're supposed to have it all figured out by them. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, wow, who determined that? Why yeah. That? That's a lot of pressure, man. Whoever yeah. came up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that's very beneficial to our ultimate progression. Let, but let you me, see. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. The, yeah, no. But you see the, the difference in seeing abundance and possibility and success as opposed to failure and everything. You're kind of loosening up stuff and be like, you know what? It doesn't have to be so darn serious. I can kind of be light and, and have some fun while I'm exploring how to get over this obstacle. But that is basically change your perspective to see life as that, to, to embrace life and be happy about this obstacle. Man, I'm going to learn so much from this experience. And therefore, everything just gets so much easier because of your progression. Let me ask you this. In, in, all, of, in all of the people you've helped, is there a story that stands out? Uh, for someone whose life you've impacted or the, a change they've made that would... I mean, in all different respects, yeah. every every story is, is, is as special as the other. Because like, who am I to judge what, what kind of triumph one person experiences as opposed to another for completely different reasons? They're all triumphs. So I don't even see it like that. If I talk to if I had talked to Elon Musk and helped him, you know, navigate beyond some great triumph, that would be the same as me speaking to the mailman <laughs> and helping him, you know, understand some little part of suffering and get beyond that. It's yeah. all the same thing. Yeah. So it just basically, I do that in all different capacities, people grieving, of course, but just suffering, not finding that fulfillment and understanding how to change their perspective. And every single one of them for me is that great triumph. Yeah. Um, a lot of the questions I asked towards the tail end is around reflection and guidance, but I feel like this entire episode has been around reflection and guidance. So I'm going to ask you the, like what I call the big three, and it's more around uh, a conversation with, with yourself. What advice would you give your past self? To study mindfulness and meditation as early on as possible. Uh, my big goal in life is to is to find a way to to have children be taught in their educational systems mindfulness manifestation and meditation yeah because you're basically creating these superstars who are going to pursue what their true calling is right out of the gates and they're going to know how to pursue that because of the power of their mind not their intellect yeah and from there we're creating a world of people who are fulfilled when somebody's fulfilled and living a life of abundance, there's a lot more good than bad. Yeah. And you can learn like, you know, your kids, if you want to teach them multiple languages, 
it's a lot easier to teach them when they're mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten than it is when they're 37. Yeah. So <clears throat> to really practice and 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 look at and investigate mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. It really knowing your own mind and your own heart, you become this superstar because you're able to achieve anything that you want. And that's what I would tell myself is to learn that stuff as early as possible. I'm going to come back to the next two, but you, you touched on something that I, that I wanted to get your opinion on for whatever reason, it's not like these problems just existed, right? They've been there for a long, long time and people have been battling uh, what makes them happy, their true identity, even like breathing to control um, getting upset, right? People don't know how to how to do that. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. they don't know how to work on their breath. Um, and I feel a lot of problems can be solved if you just take a step back and you breathe and you absolutely motion out of it. Um, why why do you, in your experience, see such a big push now um, for people to focus on mental health, um, mindfulness? figuring out who they are as a person, manifestation. It's not like all of a sudden we are the generation with all these thoughts and, and um, patterns of behavior going around, going on in our head, right? This is all, this has been there forever. Why do you think the system that taught you, that taught me, everyone else, right? And we have one of the best education systems um, comparably uh, in the, in the world. So why couldn't they figure out, you know what, uh, we're going to teach our kids to be better. We're going to teach ourselves to be better. Because we're, we're, we're breaching that arc in our human experience right now. This is the point where we're coming to that point as humanity growing spiritually more than we were possibly, you know, like religion was such an abundant influence for, for a millennia or more. Uh, you know, 2000 years more, even depending on, on what religion, and it does provide a lot of fulfillment, but it seemed like not totally so that there's more to gain. And now I think that spiritually, people and their minds understanding this, it's becoming more mainstream, because more people are suffering. Mm. And we're kind of understanding that with the age of the internet, sharing information so abundantly there's a lot of people out there that are suffering in similar capacities when you're in your own pocket your own community you're kind of just like hey uh i'm gonna go to work i'm gonna go to you know some real religious or 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 cultural kind of event and thing on a weekly basis i'm gonna raise my kids i'm gonna have that job i'm going to go after what it means to be successful then you jump on the internet and you're like talking to people in India and Africa and all around the world and learning all this new stuff that there's a lot of people that are feeling unfulfilled too. Mm. And you're starting to see like, you know what? I don't have to like pretend anymore to be happy in front of my friends and family and social, yeah. you know, parameters and, and people Only there. on Instagram though. We got to pretend to be happy on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Instagram is <laughs> the one, you know, Instagram happy. But we're seeing that like, you know what? This is okay to be here. But let's work at finding solution how to evolve beyond this place of being unfulfilled. And a lot more people are opening up and allowing themselves to be vulnerable to the fact that they're not ha- happy. And there's other people like myself and other people who have discovered some cool tips and tricks and considerations along their own journey that are sharing this stuff. And so it's becoming more mainstream. I've, I've just read uh, recently that I guess religion people who are religious in America is not the majority anymore. It's actually just tipped underneath that now that I guess like less than 50% of America is quote unquote religious. People are seeing that they're just not as fulfilled from being told what they're supposed to be doing in a sense. And that they're kind of navigating to finding out what that means for themselves and how to do that. I believe is through discovering how your own mind perceives the world turning off your mind, turning off your thoughts in a sense and coming to your place of heart and living from there. And then you're finding this fulfillment and success. And it's not based on anybody else telling you what that is. You're discovering it for yourself. So you know, it's authentic, you know, it's real and you feel that that's very powerful. And so we're spreading that. 
I, I love it. I love it. And I, and I he's wordless. That. He's wordless. Everyone yeah. <laughs> speechless. Look at that. I love it. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, a lot, a lot of what you say, I, I, I'm getting a lot out of it from a personal perspective, even, even getting this podcast out there. There were, yeah. there were days where I was just like, uh, you know, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I only had four guests lined up when I first thought of the idea and the immediate thought was, am I going to get more than four guests? Maybe I should wait until I have 10 guests, but then I would have gotten 10 guests and I would have said, is that enough to start it? Is that enough? Exactly. You know, sometimes and your mind's you know. only seeing w- right. what's, what's lacking. It's yeah. saying I have four guests, you know, that is 400 times more than zero guests. <laughs> you know, like we don't see it like that, but that's where I, I tell people to call their minds bluff because be fair, be like, be neutral and yeah. be like four guests. It's not good or bad. It just, it is what it is. And then from there, build. And so yeah. if you experience that in any capacity, you have a lot to learn, a lot of benefit to gain from like incorporating mindfulness because you just start seeing life as in like, oh my God, this is so great. I, yeah. I feel so like happy. I yeah. feel so fulfilled. Everything's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. And it's definitely helped me from a growth perspective. You know, I before the podcast started, I didn't know who Joe Hayne was and I couldn't have predicted you and I would have had this conversation, but here we are. So you never know what your journey takes exactly. you Exactly. Yeah. And that's what's the fun part is that if you stop trying to live from that fear-based mentality, you totally forget. You don't even know the adventure that awaits you. Like all of the experiences that you're going to meet, all this like this betterment that you're going to be like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm having so much fun. I feel way more fulfilled because you're getting out of your own head, that fear-based kind of perspective. And mm-hmm. what it is, it's, it's kind of like a cloak. And it cloaks over everything. And so what you're going to start doing through mindfulness, again, this lawyer person, yeah. they're going to start seeing that their life and being a lawyer is pretty awesome. Mm. And they're going to be grounded and humbled, humbled with gratitude over everything. And then from there, they could do whatever they want. But that perspective is changing their relationships with, with themselves, then with others, their spouses and or spouse or, or partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, their children, their, their family and friends and everything about their life. And everything just starts shifting into this big, beautiful, colorful life. And then you go, oh my God, this is great. And from there you can build. So I always say mindfulness is, is creating a foundation of self-love. Mm. That you're coming to a place where you love yourself for exactly who you are, exactly what you have, because you're not looking at what is missing. You're looking at all of the abundance in your life. Mm. And from there, you are anchored in. You are just setting these steel rods a thousand feet down to the earth, and you can build a tower of what future success looks like to you from that point. But you are secure. You are on a foundation that is eternal. Because you're already content, you're already happy. So whatever you build won't bring you happiness because you've already found it. Mm. And that is powerful stuff. That is forever. You can't crash that down. You can't take that away from somebody. I love it, man. I love it. And that's manifestation. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I teach. That's what I teach on YouTube. So again, Joe Hain, J-O-E-H-E-H-N. And I'm launching a, a whole course uh, for finding that success to e- to individuals. So I am plugging myself. Sorry, Ma, but no, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, it's, I'll be launching that. I think on Udemy and it'll be a very minimal investment, but it's like a really great thing. Cause it's going to be about 40 videos walking you through what it means to find that success. Cause this is my ultimate passion and pursuit is to help people find mm-hmm. that for themselves. And so the YouTube videos are great, but this is a guided course. This is a masterclass for finding that success in your life. And so I'll be launching that, which I'm really excited about because it's everything I mentor. It's everything I teach, but I have the time to like break it down in all these different separate videos, giving homework assignments, PDFs, people to do exercises every single week to come to that place and start seeing that abundance. I guarantee your life is going to be forever changed. And it's nothing I do. I'm just an interpreter for for practices and techniques. And you're going to find that on your own. I love it. I'm man. really, really psyched about that. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to check that out. I love it. I hope. Yeah, I'll everyone, keep you posted for sure. Yeah, I hope everyone on the show checks it out as well. Joe, Joe's making a huge impact. Um, so if he can help you along the way, please hit him up. I'm going yes. to close with these last two questions. We'll get back to the sure. 
So you told us about your past self. What advice would you give your present self? Um, I work really hard on all these different projects. And mm. the only thing that I find myself sometimes doing is getting a little wrapped up in them because I'm so passionate and I love them so much. Mm. And I, they're so fulfilling, like doing all the filming and the editing and the speaking and mentoring and all that. But I used to go out and watch the sunset mm. more often, like three, four times a week. And now it's like once. And that mm. I'm finding this, you know, that I'm getting that same fulfillment from watching a sunset that I am my passions and pursuits, but to, to find a little bit more of a healthy balance for me. And it's just like a fine tuning, like adjusting the head of a screw, like, you know, a millimeter or two. And so that I think will forever be where I'm concentrating my efforts in is maintaining that really abundant balance and not going too heavy one way or the other. Sure. Um, last last question. I think you I think you know where this is headed. What advice would you give yeah. your future self? Stay humbled in gratitude for all the abundance which surrounds you. I love it, man. <laughs> simple, yep. simple yet powerful. Yeah, and it's it, that anchor alone. People have literally realized so much. They've realized enlightenment from that anchor alone. And if you could do one thing in life to establish that peace, you've already won. Yeah. And that's that peace resides in self-love for your your abundance of gratitude that you have for yourself and who you are and what you are in that moment. Well, Joe, um, I absolutely love this episode. I <laughs> I enjoyed uh, learning about your journey, um, y- your, your philosophy on life, uh, just ha- having people uncover what they're really passionate about i think it's it's important to discuss it's so important to throw it out there um i hope everyone uh gets as much out of it as i did again you can follow joe hayne on youtube and on his website at joe-hayne.com joe thanks so much Uh, thank you yeah this was fun appreciate your time (laughs) and i hope you have a wonderful day man all right you as well what an amazing journey Joe shared with us today. He faced a very difficult time in his life and chose to spend the rest of his hours figuring out what happiness and success look like for him. He embarked on a mission and has not looked back since. In the process, he has helped so many people find their own version of success and happiness. You can connect with Joe on Instagram and YouTube at Joe Hain and on his website at www.joe.com. Join me in the next episode where you will get to know Sam Alex. You will hear about his inspiring journey pursuing a career in radio broadcasting. Until then, for Joe, this is Ahmad, If I Could Podcast, signing off.